Well, hello again, and it's lovely to be with you for a second week as we worship together apart. I'm uh, Ben Walker, the minister of Saintville Road Presbyterian in South Belfast here, uh, and David and I are doing this kind of pulpit swap for two weeks over the summer. So it's great to be with you in Le Comfort and Union Road Macrofeld. As part of your series going through Ephesians, we looked particularly last week at Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 in the context of the whole letter and in preparation to look at the rest of the passage that we heard read, Ephesians 5, 1 to 20. We talked about God's big plans in Christ that include us by his grace and for his glory and the call therefore on how we are to live, not as we once were or like those around us, but as those who understand who we are together in Christ, his dearly loved children. This then is our life. We began to explore a couple of key ideas in these verses about influence and intentionality, being intentional. We ended up with this big idea that I left you to ponder on and pray about. By God's grace and for God's glory, we are called to be influencers. So be intentional about what influences you. And I highlighted these further contrasts that Paul makes in the rest of the passage and the striking intentional phrases he uses in each section. Walk as children of light. Wake up, O sleeper. Make the most of every opportunity. Be filled with the Spirit. Well, let's take uh, a little more time exploring that big idea as we look at those verses more closely together. But let's pray as we do. Father God, we thank you for your word, which is precious to us. We thank you it reveals your plans and your purposes for us in Christ Jesus. We thank you that it points us to the grace and the person of Jesus Christ. We pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts to see you and your purposes for us more clearly. We pray that you would fill us with your spirit. Lord, as we open your word together, teach us, shape us by your grace, for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. We are called to be influencers. The first half of the passage is about darkness and light. And in the middle, in verse 8, Paul again reminds us of what we were and what we are. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. But what's interesting, if you look carefully, is that Paul doesn't quite say you were once in darkness and now you are in light, but you were once darkness. The way you lived actually contributed 
to the brokenness and wastefulness of the world, trying to live without God. But now you are light. God has not merely brought you out of darkness and into light, but has made you to be people who shine, to be positively fruitful, to be influencers who bring light into darkness. Walk as children of light then, be influencers. I said last time being an influencer needn't necessarily mean being a high-powered individual in the world, although it can be. And who is more highly powered than those in whom God lives? Being an influencer doesn't necessarily mean being a social media mover and shaker, although that could be a way too. What I do mean though, it's not the influence of a, a few apparently key experts, but each and every one of us walking as children of light, shining positively where God has placed us by the grace of God, for God's glory, you have been called to shine where you are. We are light. We're called to be fruitful on our front line, as one great biblical resource puts it. Shining in our homes, in our workplaces, in our neighbourhoods, in our everyday places where we spend time with non-Christians. Our godly character, our attitudes, our actions and words can have such a fruitful impact and influence on others and the culture around us. And one way we can understand verse 14 then is to understand the influence and impact that can and will have as we shine, that people who are asleep to Christ, dead to Christ, may wake up to him. That people who are spiritually dead, as Paul talked about in chapter two, may see the light of Jesus and be made alive in Christ, transformed. So where all of us, where God has placed us, where God has placed you in Le Comfort and Macrofelt, and where God has brought you together as his people, we're all called to be light, to be influencers for the gospel of Christ. So be intentional. We need to take that calling seriously and be intentional about living it out. Because we easily, as we said, slip into those old clothes that we got into a habit of wearing and, and feel comfortable in, even though they're not the clothes that rightly fit us as Jesus' people. In fact, as Paul has made abundantly clear, they can be really inappropriate. There should be no hint of sexual immorality or impurity or greed, says Paul. Not just a bit less, but no hint. Take this seriously, he's saying, because these things are improper for God's people. None of this edgy language or conversation. That is out of place. And don't let people tell you it's not, he says in verses 6 and 7, that it doesn't matter how we live as people of the kingdom. It does. And so Paul's striking, urging statements, walk as children of light and then wake up, O sleeper, are designed to shake us 
out of that and encourage us to be intentionally different, intentionally Christ-like. To take seriously putting off the old clothes and putting on the new. So verse 14, as well as indicating the transformation that happens from those who don't know Jesus to those who do, is also there as a bit of a wake-up call to sleepy Christians. Christians who are drifting on with life without taking this call to live for Christ, to walk as children of light, seriously. Christians who are living without any clear intention. Wake up, sleeper. Wake up to God's purposes for you. Wake up. It's time to rise and shine. And so Paul carries on in verses 15 to 17. Be very careful then how you live. Be intentional. Don't be unwise. Don't be foolish, unthinking about this. Don't just let life happen. Be wise. Make the most of the days. Be intentional. What's translated here is make the most of. It's actually a word from the marketplace, from shopping. It means to redeem, to buy back, to snap up something before it slips from your grasp. You have the vouchers you haven't used yet. Are you going to make the most of them before the sale finishes and the vouchers go out of date? But here it's not vouchers, but time, days. Make the most of the days, the opportunity. Because naturally, says Paul, these days, this age, is evil. That is, the culture around us is not naturally seeking to influence people for the good. If you don't seek to be a positive influence for Jesus, well, the world around you is not going to do it. But by grace, we are children of light. You've been given the moment these days, your life, to shine. Make the most of it. Don't waste it. Don't waste your life. Don't let it just slip through your fingers with nothing to show for it. Reclaim for good the time you have been given. Wake up. What's the Latin phrase? Carpe diem. Seize the days for God. Be intentional about this calling. By grace, and for glory, to be influencers right where God has placed us. But most of all, be intentional about what influences you. So this is the question that Paul seems to be driving at. If we're called to be influencers, walking as children of light, if we're called to be intentional about that, wake up and make the most of the opportunity, how intentional are we being about what influences us to be those influential people? How are we letting ourselves be shaped to live as God's shining people? And so Paul says in verse 18, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with God's spirit. We perhaps know what DUI is. If you've seen anything to do with American cop shows, DUI, driving under the influence. 
It's noticeable, actually, isn't it, that with some intention, in the last generation or two, drinking and driving has moved from being something casually done to a taboo in our society, and rightly so. Here, however, Paul is not interested in DUI, but something much bigger, LUI, living under the influence. While Paul is talking about the influence of alcohol, he's also talking about something much bigger, the influence of the culture around us. So on one level, Paul, along with the rest of the Bible, is against people getting drunk. Without getting sidetracked into the ins and outs of whether Christians should drink at all, here Paul simply and clearly says, do not get drunk. What a waste and a dishonour to God. Certainly alcohol is one issue for Christians to be very careful, to be wise, intentionally thought through about. But more than just about drinking too much, Paul's contrasting what it means to look to be influenced by the culture around us and what it means to be influenced by God's Spirit. In Paul's time, and perhaps in Ephesus, where there was a huge temple to the goddess Artemis, those who worshipped pagan gods in the temples would often get drunk on wine as part of their ritual worship. In those days, in their search to find meaning and purpose and happiness, to try to get closer to who they truly were and what life might be about, and to find answers to life's problems, they might look to the bottom of the glass. Sounds familiar. But what it means is that getting drunk on wine here is symbolic of what the culture of the world around offers and influences us with, if we let it of imbibing the surrounding culture. And why is it that people get drunk? To feel happiness? To numb the pain? To find courage and strength? To pass the time? To have company? All basic human desires, but looking for answers in the wrong places. And it's not just drink, but endless hours of TV, the grip of pornography, the addiction of finding identity and worth in work and achievements, the connection of having sex with someone, the sweet comfort of eating. Of course, Paul is clear that imbibing the surrounding culture only leads to ruining life. What the world offers to gain control only leads us out of control. What the world offers to give us courage and strength often leads us to be exhausted and vulnerable. What the world offers to make us feel alive deadens us inside. What the world offers to bring community often leaves us more fractured and isolated. Look at Facebook, and I'm on it. But on one hand, it brings people together. We communicate. On the other, we spend more and more time in front of screens, 
trying to put our best face out there in our isolated insecurity. But what we have as Christians to offer, although we've sometimes packaged it as deadly and dull and moralistic, actually, what we have is life of true meaning and hope and goodness and liberation and purpose and strength and community in Christ. But we need intentionally to be filled with God's spirit, living under the influence of God, to be the people who shine that true light and life. What Paul is talking about here is being filled in an ongoing sense for the Holy Spirit to influence us more and more in the living of our lives. Not like some sort of force or, or liquid that we're filled up with, but the person of God whose influence increasingly governs our thinking and our acting. So we need to be very careful, says Paul, that we make the most of these days and not imbibe the culture around us and let it unthinkingly influence us. Surely then, for example, we must be intentional about what we watch and put in front of our eyes, or rather, what we might not. Paul's words to the culture of Ephesus are no less pertinent for us. There must be no hint of sexual immorality or impurity or greed, we read. What do we watch on our screens? What do we read on our phones that is in fact full of sexual immorality and consumerism, that normalises it for us, that normalises adultery and pornography, that leaves us wanting more of what the world offers, the adverts, the deals, the money, the lifestyle. It's not just about not doing these things, says Paul, but about there not being a hint of them, about not letting these attitudes dwell and influence us. What are we listening to? What are we watching without thinking? Which is having an unintentional, and there's the issue, an unintentional influence on us. How much stuff from adverts to songs on the radio to language and scenes in drama goes into us to influence the way in which we think about without thinking. What is subtly shaping us? And what kind of conversations are we involved in that we would be better off not being involved in or putting a stop to? Verse 4. Where the language or the content or the attitudes are subtly influencing us to use the same language, to think wrongly about other people, to deaden the influence of the light of Christ in us. Don't let people who don't have kingdom values at heart so easily get in and shape the way you think, says Paul. Instead, be filled with God's spirit, says Paul. And here are three basic but important ways to be intentional about that influence. First, spend time studying scripture. 
Find out what pleases the Lord, says Paul in verse 10. Understand what the Lord's will is, he says in verse 17. In a clear context of making the most of the days. Give time in your days, in your week, in your life, to finding out what God has to say, how God wants to shape your life. Regular Sunday teaching, small groups, reading the Bible for yourself. I ask myself, which app do I spend most time in? Facebook or the Bible? Don't waste time fruitlessly. Make the most of your time learning what God has to say into your life. Spend time praising God with other Christians. Look at verse 19. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, says Paul. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. I'm not suggesting that we must have an exclusively Christian music playlist. But, for example, what music speaks to our hearts and influences us to worship God in all of our living? But more than what we might get Alexa to play is what we come to do together. Now, this is pertinent in these particular days, isn't it? We can't be together yet. And we must be wise, not foolish, about how and when that can realistically happen. But of course, what we miss and what is so important for us ultimately is praising God together as his people, to sing as a community, united in Jesus' name and in the faith as we celebrate God at work and anticipate what's yet to come. To encourage one another as we sing words that reform and renew us, that challenge us, that remind us that God walks with us that send us out to live for him. There's something powerful in that, isn't there? Something inspiring, something influential, something refreshing. Worshipping together is important. There's the story you may know of the young Christian who went to visit the old man, the old Christian guy, and asked him why he couldn't just be a Christian on his own. And the old man said nothing. But he reached out for the fire tongs and removed a hot coal from the roaring fire. He put it on its own on the hearth. And together, as the fire burned, they watched the orange glow of the individual coal fade and die. We must wait wisely and patiently until this can physically happen again. But even by doing this online, put praising God with other Christians, together apart as it must be for now, at the heart of your life. And be intentionally thankful. Whatever else you put off in your conversation, put on thanksgiving, says Paul at the top and the tail of this passage. Being thankful to God is an intentional exercise where we put the focus back on God and his goodness to us. Where we stop ourselves thinking about what the world around us is telling us and about what we're not and about what we don't have and about what we should get and should be and should do. 
and we reflect instead on God's grace in Jesus and who we are and what we do have and what has been done for us. As we spend time intentionally dwelling on that, verbalising that, it influences us and fuels our satisfaction in God and the light of Christ that shines in and through us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the grace you have shown us in Jesus Christ and for the plans you have included us in, which are for your glory. Help us to be intentional about what influences us, that we may be influential for you. As light in the Lord, may we walk as children of light, that others may wake up to you. Wake us up and help us to make the most of our days, of every opportunity. Make us wise about what influences us. Guard our hearts from simply imbibing the culture around us and fill us with your Holy Spirit through your word and in our worship that we may shine for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.